Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day, we got what you need. Welcome to the morning shift. It's the most mid-team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman. I told some people to lose my number, Tim. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike Johnson. That's how you build a freaking football team. And Atlanta sports radio guru, Bo Morgan. Oh, let's talk about the trenches and the big guys. It's a new experience. And a new take on a sports morning show. The morning shift on 92.9 The Game is presented by the Georgia Hemp Company. The morning shift is on sports radio 92.9 the game now here's tiffany mike and Bo. good morning atlanta it is monday and this is the morning shift on sports radio 92.9 the game we are live in the kia studios mike Bo, and tiffany here with you and you know we were just laughing it up with dylan as he was Doing a little crossover from the hometown take, and I mean, I'm 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 struggling this morning. I'm not. You can hear it in my voice, I think, too. Yeah, you can. It, it, we're not on camera, but if we were on camera, you could say you oh could my, see it in your gonna, face. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just being. Mike, aren't we supposed to be honest? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna stay away from that one, Bo. Thank you very much for inviting me into that trap, but I'm gonna stay right <laughs> over here on this side of the table, man. Thank you, Michael. No, I yeah, I have a struggle face. <laughs> I do I too. Have, I may have some bags under my eyes this morning, but that just means normally I'm always like glowing, I guess, right when I walk in, you know. I don't look like trash. Like I do. <laughs> well, those are your words, not mine. I did not say the trash I word. I look like trash today. It, it look, it's where somebody was uh, asking me. Somebody asked me this weekend. They're like. You know, how, how are you adapting to, to the schedule? And I'm like, I'm not, but I'll be there eventually. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard because, um, you know, you, you weekends I like to stay up late. We, you know, we're all, we have a good neighborhood group and we like to stay out and, and, and have a few and, and, you know, just hang out. And that gets late sometimes because people have kids and stuff. And no, it was not happening. I mean, I stayed up to like 11:15 Friday night and boy, I, f- I felt like, I felt like I'd accomplished a goal. I, I think it's so funny, too, and just to give everybody a little insight in the studio, Bo, Bo walks in this morning and was like, hung out with a guy the other day that I don't hang out with very often because he's got two kids. Uh, <laughs> like, well, thanks, Bo. Uh, and by the way, he's not talking about me, but I'm not going to throw any of that under the bus. But, um, yeah, I had a good weekend, dude. I actually feel better today than I think I felt at some points last week, um, kind of adjusting to the, the different – 
wake up and everything. I felt I felt pretty normal today. So I think I'm hopefully I'm starting to get in a little groove. But I be, I mean I guess the 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 difference with me is I've been battling this with kids for forever. So I can't even tell you the last time I slept in past eight o'clock. So I know that you guys uh, get your rest on the weekends, but I, I feel fine right now. I feel good. I'm up early all the time. Not this early, but I mean we got the former offensive lineman here. You're gonna have to put the team on your back. Uh, <laughs> Today, because I tried to relive my youth over the weekend, and it is not, it's just, it's not like, it's left, all the youth has like left my body. What time would you say you went to sleep Saturday night? <laughs> like a conservative estimate. Probably like three. No. Oh my. Wow. Seriously. Hey, let's, uh, let's not talk about it. So we'll we're, just... we're going to figure out what happened Saturday night because there, there are clearly stories. That she's she's yeah. hiding from, but you have you have definitely been hinting at some significant <laughs> significant storylines in 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 your uh, in your life. The worst poker face in the history of poker faces, but uh, no eventful weekend, and glad that I'm here today with <laughs> with you, with you guys. No place I'd rather be. Um, you know, the final four is set. <laughs> That's my transition out of my out of my weekend. Uh, there were some really good games, and I mean, the top seeds are like are, are missing from all this. Yeah, it's another tournament where there are no top seeds. I see people complaining about, oh, this is the portal, and this is the NIL, and the one and done. Are, this, those, are those complaints? I've seen. I've, I've seen, seen them. A lot of people applauding. Well, the parody. I love it because to me, this has been a fun tournament to watch. Um, normally when a nine seed or an eight seed or, or just a mid-major team makes the, the final four, you, you just go, okay, that's cool. They'll lose, they'll lose on Saturday and, and they'll never be, they won't be heard from for you know, the rest of the term, obviously because they'll be out and they're not gonna make the title game. I know Butler did it back to back a few years ago, but that was a really good team with some really good players. FAU or San Diego state is going to be playing on Monday night, a week from t- today in the national championship game. That is really, really cool. I love it. Uh, obviously, I have ties to San Diego State. Um, uh, 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 I say Atlanta, but Georgia-born kid, J.D. Pollock, is one of the coaches. He went to Kennesaw State, was on the uh, 2003 National Championship D2 Kennesaw State team. He's coaching there. So that I'm kind of riding in with them because I have some kind of attachment to them. So it was really fun watching them, that Creighton game. That, to me, might have been one of the best games of the tournament where they played Creighton. That, that game was so – I mean, they've played – they, the Alabama game uh, yeah. on, on Friday night was really good. Yeah, I think the, the best part of the tournament for me, and, and this is to Alabama's detriment as a Bama guy, is the physicality a lot of these teams have been playing with. And you talk about San Diego State. I mean, dude, they took it straight to Alabama and were like, dude, I dare you. I dare you to try to be physical with us. And just a bunch of big bodies doing all the grunt work. I think you see that from – I think FAU is kind of that team in a lot of different ways, maybe at a smaller stature, but plays so tough. And um, I, I think there's been really some intriguing games. I know you had some Twitter back and forth about the uh, end of the uh, Creighton-San Diego State game yesterday and, and the ending to that. And I, I, I think all of them have been dramatic. I thought that was that was one of the I – don't, I, don't, I don't think that was really a dramatic end of the game. I guess it was technically, but – you would have loved to have seen a buzzer beater rather than a free throw, I guess. Don't foul. No, I, yeah, but I, I don't. I don't disagree with the foul call at all. Yeah, um, I it, I hate that the game ended that way in such a huge, you know, these teams really scratching and clawing. I hate that that game ended that way. But I agree with the call. I think the I think it was the right call. 
Yeah, I, I agree with the right call, but I like the physicality of these games. And I like that wherever you go, I feel like the energy uh, for these games, whether in a, I don't know, a restaurant that you got the TVs on, whether at a bar or whatever it is, either at home, like it's just, seems like it's a lot higher this year. And I think that is because number one seeds like aren't in it. It adds for like kind of an element of like um, another element of intrigue to all of this, seeing these, you know, maybe mid-level schools or smaller schools, I should say, you know, getting in the big dance. No, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I think especially in a city like Atlanta, you have all these like alumni chapters, you know, that will get together and go to certain places. And I know the big schools usually have them, but in a place like Atlanta, you're going to find alumni chapters from a lot of smaller schools too. And I think that's one of the cool things about this tournament. I, I thought it was funny because I'm looking at Florida Atlantic playing and I'm realizing they're the Owls. And I'm like, what are the odds that there's two Owls uh, mascots in the freaking, you know, in the tournament this year? And um, I just, I, I look at all these smaller schools and I look at the things happening and I, and I look at how fun that is. And I also, I got to tell you, I started thinking about how the college football playoffs going down this road with the 12-team expansion in a couple years. And I, and I got kind of excited about that, too. You know, the, how fun the tournament's been this year and, and what football's going to look like in a couple of years with these teams, these random teams. And I know Bo's shaking his head going, dude, it ain't going to be like that. It's not. But <laughs> We can hope. But I think that there's the opportunity for that. I think you're, you could have a Cinderella playing in the national title game. I'm not saying they're going to win the national title, but it would be cool if you, if you end up having some of these Cinderella teams playing in it. I think you could, get an, I think you could have a chance for an upset in one of the first rounds of when they go to 12 in college football. But you're not going to get this. The, 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 the parity in college basketball is so much more than there is in college football. There is hardly any parity in college football Well, you've got days. more teams. I mean, you've got more teams. Well, I think it's, it's also easier. T- it's, to me, it's more teams in the tournament. Yes, but it's also easier. So we talked about physicality, right? How do you, when there's a, in basketball, when there is a more talented group or team on the floor, you just you, you you play up tight defense. You get a little physical. You get them out of a rhythm. You make you you muddy the waters. You make it murky. It's a lot harder to do that in college football or football in general. So in, in these styles, make the fight saying when you play when you're a small school and you play in Alabama or an Ohio State or a Georgia, and they they can bring in their second team is as talented as your first squad, and they have that depth and that war of attrition starts taking place, that's where you separate. And in one game, it's fine. But if you you have maybe a star player and he goes out, you're not replacing him with the same talented player as George is replacing you know, one of their star players. It's just different. I, I agree with you on that. But to me, in football, the beauty is if you're not playing as a team in football, you can easily lose games like that. And so that's going to be the intriguing part is when a team is very, very talented and they're highly ranked because they're talented – and we talked about preseason rankings the other day, but they're not playing as a team, that's when they're going to get knocked off. So you're going to have teams that know their system, that play hard, that play gritty, and be able to go in and maybe knock off one of these. I'm not saying that like you're going to have some kind of crazy mid-major going to win the national title, but I think it's going to make for intriguing storylines the same way that this tournament has. Hey, the Hawks have been uh, kind of in- intriguing lately. Is that a, is that a, str- is that a stretch, <laughs> yeah, right? That's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about them still ahead. We're also going to hit our front page and dive into – some Braves talk that is just ahead on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mornings on the game means more of the morning shift. Nice. (laughs) On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're back here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour is brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. And they're taking me back with this song. It's a good choice. I was going to sing, but I'm going to spare everybody in here. The raspiness is there, so you know I can carry a tune. Uh the Hawks. Is, is that the threshold? <laughs> That's the raspiness. The threshold, is there? The okay. All right. <laughs> My sister said sometimes I sound like I should be a lounge singer. <laughs> That's what I sound like this morning. We're gonna My need your sister is... on at some point because she's she's got some line, some one-liners, I guess, about you that that you've shared, and they're pretty funny. I get roasted on the on the daily, but I bring it on myself, and I I accept that. Um, I really sound like I should be like by a piano right now, like, hey boys. Play your best tunes. <laughs> I've gone off the rails. What oh. the hell is happening? Oh, my. Mike, uh, you got anything to say to that? Uh, I was <laughs> I've, say, I've got nothing. If those transitions you've become famous for, let's go ahead and knock one of those out. And the Hawks. Uh, and the Hawks. <laughs> you've made it as awkward as Dylan makes the handoff. I so have. that's a great job by you. My transitions, they really need uh, some work. So I'm just going to I'm just gonna say it. The Hawks, they lost to the Grizzlies. Now they're in a tie for the eighth seed with the Raptors. They do not hold the tiebreaker. We were talking about this earlier, how the game came to an end. Um, and I know we've got to talk about Trey Young, and I'm just going to hand it off to you, Mike. Well, <laughs> I'm going to hand it off yeah. to you. Um, so the game was so frustrating, man, because I watched most of the second half, and it was like a – I don't think I ever saw it be a double-digit lead for the Grizzlies. And so most of the time, I think you're starting off middle of third quarter, it's like a nine-point, eight-point game. And it seemed like and, – and the Hawks were playing so hard, Right. Clint Capella was crashing the boards last night. I don't know how many rebounds he ended up with, but at some point it was like 16, I think, uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter, right? Scratching and clawing for every freaking possession. And you were just like, okay, just get it to one possession game. And I think there's there's a couple of minutes left in the game, and finally they get it to a three-point game, and you're like, you're so excited. Trey Young gets the ball, he's dribbling down the court, and you're like, all right, this is the possession that's going to turn things, right? This is the point in the season where the Hawks take the next step, and you're waiting on Trey Young to do something something incredible and set up the offense and kind of run the point. And he literally crosses the logo, and he sh- <laughs> he shoots from like 10 foot behind the arc as soon as he crosses the logo and, of course, bricks it. 
The Grizzlies get the rebound. They drive down. They set up their offense. They kind of run the play clock out. They get it to John Morant in the corner. Uh, and then as the play clock is hitting zeros, John Morant throws up a prayer, and Trey Young fouls him. So you're talking about a six-point swing um, in a basketball game in a possession where you were like, this is, this is the time, right? This is the exact moment the Hawks season is going to turn. They're going to dribble down. They're going to find some points. They're going to make this a really close game, if not tie it. They're going to flip things around, and this is where the Hawks finally win two games in a row, and they, you know they finally transition to be the Hawks team you want. And and Trey Young shoots up this this shot that you're like, dude, what 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 just happened? We like scratch and claw the entire freaking game to get it to a one possession game, and that's the shot you choose to go with. And I know that Quinn Snyder's talked about, hey, you know, we we got to shoot more open threes. That's not what he's that's that's not what he's referencing though, man. That's that's not exactly what he was going for. We got to shoot the ball more open. So you, it it was brutal, man. It was a brutal end of that game. And that's where you'd like to kind of see the offense get set up and and Trey. That's where you want to see Trey do what we saw him do. What was it against Minnesota, where he right. where he drives, penetrates, kicks out. Bogey has an open three. Now Bogey missed it. You lose the game. But that's the kind of possession you'd rather see than just pulling up the logo three. A, a bad foul. You you bell you bell Morant and the Grizzlies out like you talked about. But this that's what this team has been. That's what this team has been honestly for the last two seasons. Where they're you're. We keep waiting because we think that this is the same squad or we think of this team as that playoff run team because we know Trey has that. He he has the superstar capabilities. He's just not doing it. I know he had 28 and 10. The night before, he's kicked out of the game for throwing the ball at an official. Now he's got 15 technicals. So now he's one technical from getting suspended. And if that happens, it could be something that – it could be big because that could drop – this team down to what uh, to like ten, I believe. I mean, so that there's a real ch- they're in they are in jeopardy of, of dropping out of that eighth spot. This team, this you said it, and this is what bothers me now with this team is you said, oh, you, you, this is this is going to be the moment they turn around. That moment's not happening. I don't think it, it, it's and clear that, now. Yeah, that's what bothers me so bad because. They win Saturday night, and I'm so excited for Sunday. I'm like, hey, here we go, here we go. And then you turn around and you do exactly what you've done all year because that's who you are. And I keep getting sucked into that they're, that they're somebody different, and I just don't know if they are. You feel like they're leading you on. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good call. It's kind of like the girl that you text or guy in your case or that texts you. I'll text and you're like, anymore. Okay. Well, they, they, they reach out, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, cool, cool. And then – Nothing. Nothing. Look, they missed shots, and I'm not saying it all came down to that, but I know that, you know, Quinn Snyder wants them to shoot more, take more threes, and I know that was a factor in the game. Trey talking about that afterwards, um, what they were. The Grizzlies were 13. They made 13 three-pointers, and the Hawks only had seven. They lost by four. I mean, you could go point to a number of different things as to why they lost, but I think it comes down to kind of the identity of this team and, and nothing really has changed. It's, you're going to get the up and down, up and down. That's the only thing that they've been consistent with so far this season. Yeah, and and I think a good microcosm of that was DeAndre Hunter's night. I mean, I, you watch him at certain points, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? And then you get to the end of the fourth quarter, and he makes a couple of clutch jumpers, a couple of field goals, and you're like, okay, like I, I see what you're doing here. And we talked a little bit last week about how I felt like Clint Capella was just on a different page from the rest of the team. Dude, he was so active last night. Okongwu, too. Um, and, and again, we go back, and I know that Quinn Snyder's kind of mentioned this. 
The second group for this team is so much fun to watch. They're, they're so active. Sadiq Bey is literally turning one of my favorite players for them. And then it seems like it's it's you kind of have to, right? They're your, your, they're your superstars. You go back to these ones at the end of the game, and things just don't turn out well. And I, I love the energy they played with. I thought they – there's been questions this year about how much energy they play with on defense. I don't think that was the problem last night. I don't think it's been the problem for a few games. It's not the energy. I mean, Clint Capella is crashing the boards and doing a lot of good things, a lot of putback points, uh, even even when he shouldn't be trying to put it back. He should be trying to kick it out, but – it's, it's, I'm with you, but it's, it's so frustrating to watch, man, because you feel like, like I said, you're so close and trade dribbles across the logo and it's not, it didn't win or lose the game, but you've scratched and clawed and played defense and rebounded to get within one position. Um, and, and then it just goes by the wayside, man. It's just a wasted opportunity, another wasted opportunity in a frustrating year. And by the way, I, I do want to give some credit. I feel like this team has been much better, uh, in, in the paint on the board since Snyder's t- taken over. I don't know. There's some kind of concentrated uh, goal there to make them better, but I feel like they've played better inside, uh, especially on the boards. So there, that's a positive to take out of, and something to look forward to moving moving forward. I guess in the next season, if you want to even look that far ahead. So that has been a positive for this team, but they still losing. Yeah, dude. It like you said, it's frustrating. I know things have started to turn around defensively, but um, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those things. And Quinn Snyder talked about that um, with the defense in the second half. I thought we're just looking for consistency defensively and keep chipping away at it. And, you know, again, our offense, if we don't take care of the ball, which, you know, that's one thing. We've talked about the live ball turnovers, but when we when we have people driving to the hole, and going to the basket, you know, it's really tough to defend when our floor balance changes like that. And, you know, it's not that you don't want to drive. Um, but I thought we passed up some – I thought we passed up some shots. I, they pass up shots, yes. Um, you know, he talks about the communication in the second half defensively I thought was a huge thing because how many times this year have we seen Trey kind of get picked outside the perimeter, outside the three-point range? Uh, he kind of gets picked and taken off his guy, and then that guy drills a freaking three right after the screen. So – uh, like I said, man, I was fine with the energy they played with on the defensive end of the floor. It just continues. And Memphis is a good team. They just continue to get into these situations where you think, okay, now's the time. They're going to hit the big jumper. Like like you said the other day, Bogey's going to nail the three. This is going to be what puts it away. And they continue to flop in these situations. And I really, other than personnel, I don't know what you look at and say the big issue is. I know that Quinn Snyder's doing some different things offensively, and, and the system is a little bit different. And Trey talks about uh, talked about yesterday how you can't pass up some of the open threes. I don't, I don't know if they so much passed on some of the open threes last night. I think they did a good job shooting them. Like I said, DeAndre Hunter, some big shots down the stretch. But it just um, – they, they can't quite put it together at the right time. You are listening to The Morning Shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is time to hit the front page. One, two, three. It's time to take a look at today's top headlines. This is the front page on The Morning Shift. The Braves rotation. Now, your game traffic. Seems <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. It's like we're we're live, right? Uh, the Braves rotation seems to be decided for the first two series. So opening day is Thursday. I cannot believe it's like already here. Uh, and the rotation for at least the first two series, it appears, is going to be Dylan Dodd and Jarrett Schuster will both make starts at some point. Um, and right now, it looks like Jarrett Schuster will get the start, get the nod, excuse me, on April second against the Nationals, and then Dodd will start April fourth. Uh, against the Cardinals. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool the way they're doing that because Schuster is basically it's a home crowd for him and a home game for him. He's near the area, and Dodd is from a small town in Illinois, which is uh, just uh, a couple hours, I think, away from St. Louis. So that's kind of cool the way they, they did that to them. It's even funnier the way I know that uh, Dave O'Brien had it and, and Justin Toscano. Toscano would join us later, by, by the way, at 820 to talk about all this stuff. But Snitker pulled them both in at the same time. And I think it was Dodd that was like, oh, this is weird. They're going to pick one of us right next to each other. You know, we've been competing all the time. And, and then, but Schuster's take was like, oh, I knew something was good when you know, they called us both in. So I think, it's, I think it's really cool. These guys have been so impressive this spring. They have went out and just competed their butts off. They have performed. And now they're going to get a chance to prove it. This is where it's really going to muddy the water, though, is if both these guys pitch well. If both these guys pitch well, you know Kyle Wright's coming back. This guy was led the major leagues, the major leagues and wins last year. He was the most consistent pitcher you had all season. And when he comes back, one of these guys is probably going down. And how they do that, it's just going to be interesting to see how they navigate if both guys perform. And I like how you mentioned how they're doing the starts for these two guys kind of nearby, you know, where they're from. I think that kind of plays into, you know, when we talked to Snit, what was it, like last week or the week before, and just how much fun he's having. He said he got a lot of joy, really, out of getting to tell those guys, give them the news in the way he did bringing them in together. He said he even got, like, a little bit of a reaction out of them that their minds were probably spinning. But I think that all just speaks to kind of the fun that this team is having. Um, but I think it's really cool to give them the nod in that way. Yeah, and by the way, one of these guys, like you said, will end up settling into that fifth role. But I think the the winner in all this is the organization, right? How many times did we talk last week about organizational depth? You've you've built it up in the starting rotation. I mean, the way that Spencer Strider pitched a year ago, the way that both these guys pitched during the uh, during spring training, and, and really have dealt things in, in the right way. So I, I love it, man. The organization's winning. These two guys are both incredible pitchers, and they'll get the opportunity. By the way, don't forget, you still have Mike Soroka. Ian Anderson, who is one of the was one of the best postseason pitchers they've had the last few years, down in down in Gwinnett. They still have those guys. They basically have four guys vying for one spot. So it's gonna be cool. And Bob, don't forget, these guys could be one of these guys could be moving come trade deadline if there's a piece that they need that um that is not pitching. We still got to talk Atlanta United and an ugly, ugly loss ahead. We're also going to hit TB's timeout. I have a theory, and I have really, like, I have great insight on this theory, and no one can tell me otherwise. Try to prove me wrong. That's just ahead on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Brackets. Never wrong. Don't touch that dial. This is the morning shift. All of them are really, really hot on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here, The raspiness is there, so you know I can carry a tune. I don't really know where to go with that. I really don't like that you guys can do that to me. We're back on the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike Bowen Tiff here with you. And Is this why you're – was this music you guys are going with? This for a specific who, who reason. Are we, who are we listening to right now? It's okay, Tiffany, her raspy voice. Me playing the piano, guys. Okay, so I'm gonna stop. I'll never do that again. I promise. <sighs> this is this. So this music is played for a certain reason. I get it, but we're gonna have to have something a little more energetic than that. I mean, have you seen <laughs> Tiffany? She's very tired today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need Amy to come through and put you in your place. I mean, you never. What? 
you never are supposed to like comment like that to a lady, especially before <laughs> seven a.m. Especially before <laughs> seven a.m. No, I'm just kidding. I look uh, like I like I look like trash today. I'm not. <laughs> Trash is my favorite. It's my favorite word to use. I those are not my words. Those are your words. I do not want to get attached to that. You Donnie B is or Jackie One are gonna take me out. Look, I'm looking rough this morning. Atlanta United had a rough go at it this weekend. I mean, handed their first loss, their worst loss, like at that, six to one to the Columbus crew. And I want to go back like Okay, I know I said I didn't mind the international like call up window. Can I change my mind on that? Because I mean, you're missing what seven guys. That's the most that any other MLS team has had to deal with. Tiago Almada, gosh, Jorgis Yakamakis, yeah. gone. I mean, it's pretty tough without those key pl- key players. To I just, with. I guess, I just hope the United's depth was a little bit better than this, and, and yeah. not that it's not. It's maybe they just haven't played together enough. And and look, maybe. I mean, and, and I think we all know Almada's just that good. Yakamakis will be that good. Um, but it, it it was a rough one, man, um, Saturday night. And, and the whole first half, the first goal that Columbus scored was on, like, a deflection header. Um, and so you're like, look, you know, first half, Atlanta's down one nothing. Play well. Caleb Wiley just needs to get some shots on goal and and, and make some things happen. Uh, dude, absolute brutal start to the second half. Um I think two goals in the first four minutes, I want to say, the second half, and the route was on. I remember I was listening to it on the radio, and I heard I heard Mike Conti say, and the route is on. And I was like, dude, the route is absolutely freaking on right now because this is not good. Nothing. I take nothing from that game. That game, you want to talk about trash? That game, that's what that – take it out with the trash. That game means nothing. Don't even – that's one I wouldn't even watch, go back and have the guys watch. I would just say, you know what? That game doesn't matter. You were missing – they, I think they had, like, Dylan told me they had four guys out, two of which they got hit with the international call-up, and they had a couple injuries. But that wasn't Atlanta United. That was a mixture of Atlanta United with Atlanta United 2. And, and so I, I just don't – I don't even care. That game doesn't matter. You get your guys back, and then you'll, you'll see the Atlanta United. We've seen it wasn't the same team. They felt like they couldn't attack like they wanted to. Just – just I just I, – it, I it didn't even happen. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, I agree with you to an extent. But you're trying to build that depth, and you're trying to build. We, they make it such a big deal out of the homegrown thing. At some point, you have to look in the mirror and say, "Dude, that wasn't good." I, I know that I know what you're saying, and like your guys weren't there. But if we're gonna talk about first of all the second half effort, you get outscored that bad. And Tiff, I want you to touch on this. None of the front three in the Atlanta United starting lineup had a shot on goal. Not even Caleb Wiley. And it, and that, to me, that's the most brutal part. Like, you weren't able to put anything together at the front end of this lineup. That's – it's unacceptable. I mean, you can't – you're not going to – if you're not putting the ball on the goal or taking these shots, it's obviously yeah, you're not, you're not going to win the game. And sometimes it just falls that way. There's some games where it's just like, you know, man, this just ain't it. And I don't want to put it all, like, on the fact they're missing seven guys. That's a huge factor in this. But you talk about the depth and trying to build up this team. That's a game you're going to have to go back and watch, Bo, uh, and look at, you know, obviously what you could have done better. Because just saying you're missing all these people isn't enough. It's like I'm torn, right? Because go ahead. You're talking about depth. But that's not what depth is. Depth is not replacing seven players. Depth is – Couple of guys here and there, but to come and, out and lose that bad. Oh, uh, it's a really bad look. But I, the shots on goal, as Mike mentioned, to start the second half, like that's you can't do that. It, 
It, it, it's true, but seven guys, that's just brutal. You're, you're basically – imagine if, uh, imagine if you're, the Falcons show up and they're missing, I don't know, like seven starters on offense and defense. That's not the Falcons. That's your second-string team. It's just different. Depth is a couple of guys here and there, and you have guys that can fill in, and your team never misses a beat. You pull seven guys off the field – that's a that's a hell of a thing. Well, I think it speaks to what United's kind of philosophy has been um, in the last couple of years. It's it's a counter strike. It's a quick strike. It's a quick turnover and get it down the field. And when you can't get those turnovers on the back end, you know Miles Robinson's not there. You're not going to be able to get those quick strikes down. And so, like I said, the the front three, no shots on goal. You're not going to have the opportunity to kind of counter strike and and kind of get guys wide open and kind of hit some of these crossers. And we saw um, the counter attack where. where uh, Yakamaka scores the other day on the header, the quick header. You're not going to have that if on the defensive end. So, I, I mean, look, I'm not saying United fans need to freaking panic. I'm not I'm not at all worried about where this season's going. And, and we've talked about before, Almada's the best player in the league. They get him back in the lineup, especially with the ball at his feet, and they're going to be fine. But I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm just going to throw this away and like the people that were playing just need to throw the film away and not watch it. They absolutely need to freaking watch it. It might be some of the most meaningful minutes that some of these guys get the entire season so they need to go back and watch and see what their performance was and see where it's lacking. I'm, I'm not saying, look, they're not going to be able to win the MLS Cup playing like this. That's not that's not what my point is. But I don't think you throw the film away either. I think they've got to go back and watch. No, you don't. And the shots on goal, I mean, that's going to get you going, right? Whether they're going in or not, I mean, yeah, you'll be frustrated. But you need the shots on goal just to generate some sort of energy. Like, it, you have to have it. Uh, what we also have to have, you guys like these transitions? Like, I'm trying to make it like smooth but like i'm naturally awkward well, that it's a really was, a gift that one was gonna be good until you called yourself to, out oh it was it was thing. yeah let's hit tv's time out <laughs> now listen up now let's take a look at what's going on in tiffany's world the same <laughs> with tv's time out on the morning shift Dylan just gets in my ear. It was so smooth until you talked about it being smooth all right point taken. <laughs> that's I'll exactly just, right it's gotta keep it moving nothing i do is smooth but I do have some theories. This is like extensive research based on my experience. So uh, for those of you who don't know, like I work for ESPN as well. I'm doing XFL coverage right now. I'm also working here with these guys doing the show. So I am the only female in two group chats. And they're both work group chats. But it's like, it's just dudes, right? And so my theory is... Like, if I am doing... Bo, Bo, get, re- get your game face on, because I just <laughs> you right now, I can tell by the way she's looking at us, we are about to be targeted. I'm not going to roast y'all. All I'm saying is I don't get how y'all are capable of, like, texting, like, so much. And it's not even always work stuff. And this is my... I'm not going to call it a beef. I'm not going to call it a beef. Um, This is my... What I am telling it's an you issue. guys, it's it's not. I'm not even say it's an issue. It's just it's a observation. As a reporter, I like to observe. Sometimes I sometimes I throw in a ha 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 reaction. Sometimes I throw in a like, just you know, so you guys know that I am present. <laughs> but my my theory is men love a group chat, and I've heard you know I I pitched it to these. I didn't even pitch it. I actually told you guys because it is a fact based on my extensive research. And I told this to my XFL guys, too. I'm like, you guys love a group chat. I'm having dinner with the XFL guys at our game. And all of a sudden, the morning shift, group chat. Uh, I have, I'm, like, scarred. It gives me, like, like I'm, I have, like, I'm shuddering. I'm shivering. 
Like, oh my. <laughs> All right, here's here's my question. Okay. All right, I, obviously, I, look, I'm I'm big Triggering. on group chats. I really am. I'm huge on group chats. Like, I have probably. Thank you five maybe six like at all times that i probably every day i have probably five or six that i talk all about. dude chats all dude chats okay. and it's like they're all they all have their own title they you know like there's a there's a group chat about fantasy baseball there's a group chat about guys i went to college with there's a group chat about you know this that and the other um my question for you is and i've noticed this about you in, in the last <laughs> few weeks so since scared we've been right now <laughs> i don't I, would you categorize yourself as a good multitasker no okay that's that's where I think this all comes from because I think, I think watching you and, and trying to have a conversation with you after you've gotten a text or a message like there is nothing nobody's home you know what I mean like, I'm like talking dead to your face and like nobody's home I think that's where the issue lies with your group t- because you're sitting there and like you're probably at dinner and you probably read something that one of us has sent about you know Trey getting ejected or something along those lines and you're probably like. Uh, I'm, I'm reading this, and you probably have no idea what everybody else is talking about at the table. If no. I had to guess, because I don't, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. But your ability to multitask is, I think, the reason you have an issue <laughs> with so many group texts. I don't think you hear anything else that's going on in that room when you're getting text messages. I I live in Dylan. You are really triggering me. Like, <laughs> is that Oren? Oren, oh, you're dead to me. Um, like, I mean, hi. What I'm getting at, okay, yes, I live in, like, a world of organized chaos. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even get through this segment with all these chimes. Look, okay, yes, do I have an issue possibly multitasking? Actually, you really can't say that, right? Because I'm doing I'm doing games. I'm doing this show. So, like, I'm multitasking. Yeah, not at the same damn time. It's a specific thing to the phone. I'm not talking about anything else. I think it's, it is. It's just specific to the phone. And, like, I'm glad you admitted, though, that dudes love a group chat. I do, for sure. That's my social like, media. Okay, because, like, my my XFL guys were like, well, that's not true. And I'm, like, going through, and I'm like, you guys are talking about random stuff. Like, this has nothing to do with work. And then the worst is, like, when both of the chats are going off at the same time. <laughs> and these chats are, like, what, what do we have? Like, what, one, two, three, four. Like, there's, like, six, five, six people in our, in our there's the morning shift. Okay, five. I can't count. Whatever. Um, our morning shift group chat. I got like probably like sometimes you, there's even two separate XFL you men just group chats. Proved that you can't multitask because you were trying to count how many people on the show while talking and you couldn't do it successfully. That's the issue. I did By the not way. come here to be targeted. <laughs> you, I came here to present. You threw a target at us. I came here to present factual like evidence to you guys, to the audience. To, that men love a group chat. I don't love group chats. I'm you a love. Do. I'm a love. You, oh, you love a I'm group a love chat. You are lying. You no, are a liar. No, I'm not. Yes, this is the strongest opinion I've ever had. <laughs> you are. I try to. I try to. You like, know what group chats are like, the Tiffany. Line sometimes, but I can Hold on. Hold on she just called me I a liar. Cannot. She did call. You know what group chats are? I can't stand cargo shorts, but they are hella practical. Are you group talking text? about my? Are you talking about my my pub sub date? No, 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 no. I'm talking about in general here. Your pub oh, sub date. Not about you, Tiffany. Not about you, Tiffany. Here, no, no. I don't like cargo shorts, but I understand the practicality of them. They work. I don't have to like group text, but I understand the practicality of them. They they work for the setting that they're in. No, no, no. You you miss a text and you're behind. Like like I turned away for one second. I'm on a flight for one second. I've missed. 40 messages in this group chat. And also, that, it is about me because this is TB's timeout. 
Okay, well, cargo shorts were great when I was a landscaper because you had so many pockets. You could put Kleenexes in a pocket yeah. and tools in pocket. Weed eater string. I mean, it was great. Tiffany's no. like, this is a press conference, and I'm not taking any follow-up questions. I'm not I'm taking. PR is shutting it down. Next question. Next question. <laughs> Still to come on the morning shift, we're going to hear from Atlanta Falcons GM Terry Fontenot. He gave his thoughts on free agency to AtlantaFalcons.com. We are going to take a listen to that and, and talk about maybe what's ahead for them in the draft. That is just ahead on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.